Hello and welcome to the User Guide to Humans podcast. I'm Katie Eden Todd, and with me today is our wonderful mentor, Leanne. Welcome. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Ah, well, this is a special extra bonus episode that we're doing, everyone, where we're going to be talking about cold swan or elven swan. Now, my son, Jesse, and I have done all the other podcasts some time ago, several years ago. And since then, the work has evolved and grown, as it does. And we've now realised a lot more information about hot swans, uh, warrior swans and cold swans or elven swans. And today, with Leanne being a primary elven swan, we really wanted to do an extra podcast so that people could find out the difference because the previous podcast was really more lent to hot swan reality. And that can be elven swans go, well, that's not me, but yet they are swans. So this work only works if we get it accurately. Isn't that right, Leanne? Yeah, and I feel like it's such an energetic calling as well. So I feel like especially with elven swans and warrior swans as well, it's such a feeling and a depth of feeling that speaks to the heart. So I hope that I can help to give it the service that it needs and speak for it as it needs to and it well, deserves. You will. Leanne speaks extraordinarily profound wisdom um, from Elvin Swan. And But though it's been a struggle, hasn't it, Leanne, to find the words and language and swans is a massive deal. It is hot swan or cold swan. It, using words is hard. It is a body-soul persona. And there's a big overlap that swans, whichever one you are, and you can't be both, whichever one you are, you're about the same things, which I'll go through in a moment. You're about the same values, the same gifts, the same uh, default settings in lots of ways, but then there's a different style that comes out the side. And there's a reason for that from history, which I will share with you today because it will help make sense for a lot of people. I was just having a conversation, Leanne, with Erica and talking about language and swans. And I've had a lot of swans in my family, hot and cold. And there's a lot of swans in our world right now. And a lot of cold swans coming through in this younger generation who are really struggling in depression and mental health issues and pointlessness and existential sort of crisis. And this information needs to be known because it will help them perhaps understand better where to go and the way the path out of what is their survival coping mechanisms but is actually compounding their pain enormously but swans are of the indigenous nations so they don't speak english it's not their first language it's their second or third or fourth language it's not their primary language and swans get very upset when they're misrepresented or a word is used poorly if someone says you said this no i didn't you said this about me. I didn't say that. I never said that. I can just hear my dad saying this my entire lifetime, 57 years I knew him. They, they can be clumsy with language and then feel attacked that they are somehow inherently bad and wrong and swans can't apologise. They just, because it feels like they're apologising for being born of a different race and there's this huge stubbornness and pride inside where they won't apologise. But around words and the misuse of words or using a word that's not quite right, and of course, neutrals come in or other personas come in and go, that's not the right word. Tell you what, you want to get a, a, a swan going off. That'll do it, Leanne. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, 
But, I mean, my dad would swear black was white and white was black, and I didn't do that. And you not understanding me, but at the core of that underneath is swans have not been understood. Swans have not been heard. Swans have felt like the eternal outsiders in a Western world, and they don't even know themselves that they are of Indigenous First Nations roots and tribal roots, and here they are in this materialistic capitalist Western world, which they innately rebel against, and they don't feel understood. And it comes out in flare-ups, often around language and you not understanding me. Can you relate to this at all, Leanne? Oh, completely. And yes, my dad is a hot swan as well. So I totally relate to that as well. I feel like um, the language part as well is that I feel like we get spoken for a lot. Yes. I feel like there's a misunderstanding there. But also I feel like from an Elvin Swan perspective, like I often don't want to speak because I don't want to be ambushed I don't want to be blamed for something I don't want to be set up I feel like um it can be a re-traumatization to to use the English language it feels like a weapon at, at like sometimes it is um, language often. language is often used as a weapon that's entirely right but also swans you've got to own that you are not language is not your gift it's not no, it's not. not in the words not in the spoken word Language in movement and music and genius connection to nature and artistic making of hands, you've got so much genius in so many ways, so much wisdom, but it's of intangibles and they're hard to name. It's hard to express those words. So for Elven Swans, because they go mute a lot and don't speak and go numb and can be sort of deadened inside and will go into why in, in a little while. Because they go there, when they do speak, it can be a little bit awkward because it's not their natural thing. It's not something they're practising doing all the time. Hot swans are very angry and defensive, and there's reasons for that from history, which I'll also name today. And so when they come out, they're angry and they come out very strongly and they can come out in intolerant ways very sharply because they're feeling the frustration of myself, but swans have been misrepresented, misunderstood, spoken for, ambushed, exploited for centuries. And that rage comes out about you use this word, you use that word. And it, it gets misplaced. And that intensity is absolutely valid. But they can't own that sometimes they're extremely misogynistic, racist, transphobic, incredibly conservative, and black and white, and say really awful things particularly hot swans, may I say, in child, not in adult, not in adult. People have done work. They've grown past that. But you'll hear that strongly, that you don't hear that in elven swans. It's a point of difference, actually, that they don't go there. But an angry hot swan goes into those places, I think, quite strongly. So both speak awkwardly at times. If, if I'm speaking from rage, it's possible, Leanne, that I may not express myself particularly eloquently and fairly. It is possible. So I think we could say the same about a prickly, grumpy hot swan who's triggered. Yes? Oh, yeah, and also, yeah, I'm totally awkward. I totally agree with that. With it's, it's taken me a long time, and it takes me a long time. Elvin swans move quite slowly yep. and purposefully. It takes me a long time to find the words. And so when someone will ask me something, if I'm not prepared or if it's, like, if I'm ambushed, it's totally clunky, which is, like, yep. all the time. So I yeah, guess it all the time. <laughs> if, if someone asks you a question, oh, I've been ambushed. Yeah. It's, it's like that's that's what it feels like. 
Like you guys want to know beforehand. You don't want that because you were ambushed in history. Let's think about how colonialist, you know, the British Empire in Australia, well, the karma that's coming down right now all around the world about that, but all Indigenous nations of all cultures, the ambushing and exploitation and genocide and rape of their culture, their tribes, their, their spirituality, and being told they were stupid when actually they were far more advanced on a soul level than Western people have even got the first concept of, like the genius of their knowing of the seasons of nature, of how life works, their connection to Mother Earth, their connection to the Dreamtime, which isn't just a story as was taught in school, Leanne. Like it's actually working in the intangible realms. Well, the West isn't too good with that. The West is very neutral. And if it's not tangible, they don't get it. And they want to just take what they can have and they want to just see what's evident in front of them. So they do misunderstand horrendously. And this is where they keep getting into trouble. Swans will feel pain, particularly hot swans, that they've misspoken and alienated people. Well, some of them will feel some of them will feel it, depending on their other personas. And elven swans will feel so frustrated that when asked things and they weren't expecting the question, weren't expecting the situation, they haven't had time to process it. For others, in the Western speed of life, it can feel glacial, how slowly it takes for an elven swan to process, but their timing is completely valid. It's like seasonal. Well, you've asked me that question in winter, so I'll just let, my, I'll just let myself go through the whole season and then when I get to springtime, I'll have an answer. And we're going, could you just answer the question? Do you see what I mean? It's a different rhythm. There's a totally different rhythm in swans than there is for the others. And then our timing imposed our rules, our capitalist world system imposed on swans, it further crushes and re-traumatises, don't you think? Yeah, it really does because I feel like everything with elven swan and probably warrior as well is everything's grounded in purpose and meaning there's so many things out there that's in vain so if you're going to ask me a question that's in vain I'm like what are you expecting like what's the ulterior motive or if anyone um gives a compliment like what do you want it's like it's a mistrust that is just always in the back and it's horrible it's really not nice um and it's not a nice feeling but it's also I feel like in the world today, it's such an anchor in what's real and what's true and what's authentic because that's where I'm pulled to. And as I think anyone can speak for the fact, like, we won't believe what you say, but we will honour and witness what you do and who you are and how you feel. That's the feeling part. So I feel like with words, they can be really superfluous and it, people speak in vain all the time. This is brilliant. I'm learning as I sit here with you and I'm thinking, oh, how many of my words are in vain? It's so funny because I've watched Elvin Swans. Um, I have my son is Elvin Swan and my ex was Elvin Swan and I, I know so many family members have it somewhere in their maps. And, you know, I've got parrot land and, you've got, um, and I've got lion and, and raven and I'm very evangelical and I get very excited and I've got peacock there and, um, so I love words, like words is my thing, words is my thing, and yet we do waste a lot of words, and I'll watch Elvin Swans interacting in the world and things are said and they just don't answer, they don't speak, and I'm going, come on, come on. They just don't see the need, there's nothing to say. Why would I say anything? I just don't see the need. And I, I cannot tell you how much that's baffled me, but it is an innate Elvin Swan trait, isn't it? Yeah, I 
I feel that because everything is, you know, nothing in nature is in vain. It's all in purpose. Like Mother Nature needs the, the greatest clues in success and we're littered in all these. I was really thinking about this deeply the other day, like Mother Earth, the Earth is growing, like she's she's ageing, but we've got so many things that we've created on top of her that aren't ageing. Like that's got to have some repercussions because underneath all of that, it's actually dampening and covering everything that's true and purposeful, which I know that the earth isn't everything, but to swans it absolutely is. Yeah. And it's almost like a like on our group chat someone had posted about someone cutting down a tree, like this really old tree, and like that kills me. Our hearts. It kills me too. Yeah. Like it's sacred insults. Yeah. And like purpose like sacrifice I feel like is big in in all swan but it's with purpose and with with everything like it's a depth of sacrifice it's not just in vain I know that I'm not yeah no you're saying it well and every swan says this oh, I'm not saying it well this is something that they'll say if it's lower down in your maps and you've got something on top that words are your forte, then you won't struggle with the words as much as a primary or top three swan. But when you're in your swan, you'll be surprised that it's hard to articulate because it's very much of the soul and heart that's coming through here. So the sacrifice, like swans will really pay heed about do your actions match your words? They don't trust words. Lions and colonialists have promised and dangled things forever and not come through overpromised, overreached and lied just to get what they want. This is history that's been played out. And so swans are cynical and mistrusting and suspicious, and this goes about both. And it's like, what do you want? They can't receive compliments, which is actually tragic to me, Leanne. You guys find it very hard to believe that we're sincere when we say, I love your wisdom, I love your depth, I love your purpose. Swans are in their sacrifices are about honouring what really matters in life which isn't Botox, by the way. It's not about the artificial. It, it can't be anything artificial is like sacrilege. It's, it's, a, it's a contamination of soul and taking us away from the preservation and the love and honouring of Mother Earth. And we're connected to her and we keep getting taken further away from that connection, which is why all the abuses have happened to the planet and why we have climate change crises on an absolutely epic level right now. And people just stay in their little bubbles away from that. For swans, that the grief of that is absolutely, genuinely, paralyzingly heartbreaking, is it not? Oh, even just hearing you speak, it's like it is. It's Yeah. It's soul destroying, and I I feel like also compliments of things regarding to wisdom and genius. It's it's such a pain to the heart because it's it's something that's been raped and pillaged and it's ignored, denied that it exists. Like you don't exist. You're a you're like people who have classed the indigenous white European colonialism classed every indigenous people as nothing more than animals. That's how they perceived it. And right-wing politics and liberal politics, not in not small L, but right-wing like conservative politics still treat swans and treat anyone other as underclass, don't they, Leanne? 
yeah, they, it's like that's the I feel that's a systemic critical race theory that they refuse to Absolutely. witness exists, which oh, you just have to look in the world now at the incarceration it's rate. And, it's yeah, it's systemic. It is in our world totally. It's, it's in our psyche. It even happens in me. I have to catch myself out. I have to catch the colonialist in me, the imperialist in me, because I've got lion, I've got peacock. Guess who? Guess who did this in history? I have to watch that all the time. The the white superior privilege and entitlement, and and swans now, you know this work that we're doing with the persona archetype language. It's really about helping us to understand where we are in the world right now on a big picture. I'm talking Raven now on the big picture. And to really name the trauma and the history of every persona is so that we can move through our trauma back to the gifts. Because if we stay in trauma, like I'm suspicious, angry, mute, constantly defensive and aggressive, repelling love, I'm numb and I'm dead, for example, in Swan. We've all got our trauma, every persona, and we can all get stuck in the child default settings. But this work and what we see happen for people who, who go through the courses and go through the process in what we teach is they start to move out within themselves because it's in our DNA. You see, if you've got the swan persona, you've got the swan history in your DNA. So there's PTSD on an epic level, trauma in all the swans walking around. I have raven trauma profoundly through me because that's my primary persona. To be able to move past the trauma means we stop defaulting into child and then we can start accessing the true gifts of that persona. So every swan has come into this world saying, I want to reweave my thread of swan harmony, swan heart, swan connection to earth, swan belonging to community and contributing to community and particularly to the underdogs, to those who have been marginalised and abused and left behind. Swans are very cold or hot. They're drawn to mentoring as a good Samaritan, these people. And you must go there, but to reweave the best of what we had before this happened, because their history is 60 to 80,000 years longer than the 250-year genocide. So we have to go beyond that in ourselves, Leanne, to then be able to get back to the gifts. But you can't do it without knowing and understanding this and knowing that our deepest fears and our default settings are coming from that trauma. So you've got to know what that trauma is. Your thought? Yeah. It's really powerful to witness that and uncover that because I feel that's why especially elven swans can go cold and withdrawn and go into depression because it's so painful because we're living the screaming or we're living the nightmares. We're yes. living the result of what has happened to this culture that has far out succeeded the culture that we live in now. I think so it's criminal. It is criminal. It is absolutely criminal. And if we don't have outrage about it, then we haven't grown up enough yet. If we don't understand that, we haven't done enough work on ourselves yet. My therapist said that to me when someone I was very close to said something particularly unevolved, let's say. This is a very, 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 very long time ago. And they just said, I haven't done the work. If they can't understand that concept yet, they haven't done the work, which devastated me because it was an absolute truth. I think when we're in child. Leanne, we're, we're in the trauma of that persona as if it happened today or yesterday. 
So it's yeah. never away from us. And unconsciously. Too. Yes, that's what, mm. we're unconsciously in that. Mm. But when I'm in Raven Child, you know, I'm seconds away from being told I need to be crucified and I'm guilty and I'm being scapegoated and I'm about to be lit on fire. And so my reactions are that, which is, you know, a thousand times overreactive to what my situation is today in this year on this day. But when we're in child, and so the swan's the same way, let's go in and, and describe now. I should have done it earlier, but, you know, this is how we go. Let's talk. I'm going to explain for people what hot swan is, where that comes from, what cold swan is, where that comes from, just so you've got a, a grasp of it. This is nothing to do with gender. There's a lot of women with hot swan. There's a lot of men with cold swan. So it doesn't mean anything. And, of course, this is, and there's, other genders as well. In fact, swan cultures really worshipped, not worshipped, they held those who are not definitely one or the other. Like it's not black and white. In the dark, swans are really black and white and tangible, which is a shame because their genius is actually of the intangible. But in swan culture, those who were gay, those who were transgender, those who were bisexual were held or androgynous. They were held to be a, a special group that had this understanding of masculine, feminine energies, the yin and yang of life, of earth, of mother, the cycles. And they were held as having a, a particular wisdom. Whereas in the dark now, it can be the hot swans who are the most transphobic and terrified of that because they can't, they're terrified to go to the intangibles to the, because that links them to the spirituality, which is what they lost, which is where all their grief lies. And they can't face that they lost their spirituality in their tribe and they were unable to protect their culture, their spirituality, their tribes, their families from the invading colonialists. And because they can't go there, they stay severed from their spirituality because that will connect them to pain. So then they get very black and white tangible and very hate-filled and very misogynistic, transphobic, um, racist but that's because they've shut that part down because that's where all their trauma lies. That's what happens in hot swans. So the hot swans, whatever gender you may be, are carrying extraordinary guilt and shame, which is unfounded. It should not be there, but that's where they've gone to, that they were supposed to defend their culture against the military might of the white invading supreme, uh, superior um, European military might. They're not superior in any way, but that's how could they? How could they? But there's this guilt and shame that they were unable to preserve that which had lasted 60, 80,000 years, whatever. So they're always now aggressively on defence that they're never going to be ambushed again. No one's ever going to catch them, but it's too late. It happened. But this is like the default setting in child. It's like the army's over that hill and about to come and fire cannonballs at us and come and tie us up and rape our women and take our children away and chain us to slavery, to work. That's why they don't like debt and owing things because it feels like they're back as an underling slave to the white master again and they want to be free of those systems so they feel like they're free from the white masters. This is innate in hot swans and they kill themselves working to try and do that separately. So... They are in a state in child a lot of the time, grumpy, prickly, aggressive for watching out for where the attack is because they're not going to be caught again. This is unconscious, isn't it, Liam? Would you agree with that? Oh, completely. Everything's a fight, like expecting a fight and no chance of going to vulnerability or to no. tenderness because it's not safe they're going to no. get. So they prefer fight and they want to fight 
And swan, hot swans create war all the time. But it's like they're trying to replay the old war with the lion imperialists so they can win. Yeah, and they have to win. For it. They have to make up for it. They have to win. They feel like they have to win. They'll fight forever. They'll be really dark and opinionated and angry and they've never done anything wrong because what they're saying is I was not in the wrong. I was not part of that war when you came and invaded my country. It's not. It's my country. I'm allowed to be here. So when they fight with us personally in life, in family situations or friends or or work, they can get in a lot of trouble at work. My God, hot swans. They set up fights of rebellion and they perceive an attack. They perceive an offence. They perceive they're being criticised and they'll go back to you invaded me and I've done nothing wrong. But actually you do do things wrong, hot swans. You do misspeak very badly, very often from this trauma because you're behaving as if the the um, invasion happened today or yesterday. It's that present in the unconsciously, isn't it, Leanne? Yeah, and it's not It's, it's not. You can't nice. reach them. You can't, you can't reach, reach them. them. You can't reach no. them. You can't hear a thing. Everything is an attack and an unfounded attack and unfair and I'll just fight you forever and I'll stay angry because they feel more comfortable fighting and angry because it's like I'm getting a chance for atonement for what happened historically. Of course, it never works. And what happens is they're attacking and destroying the world and the love that is there for them now. Yeah, massive eggshell everywhere. Very prickly, very big chips on the shoulder. So everything is felt like this. And they don't know they're carrying this trauma. How on earth are we supposed to work through this? I look at my dad. He was not free of that trauma and that persecution, paranoia, anger. He wasn't free of it his whole life, Leanne. And then people will attack them and have a go at songs because they're doing what they're doing and they're saying what they're saying. They're not perfect. And when they're caught out on mistakes, they are a fireball and you can't reach them. They do more damage and then they can get devastated by it. I don't want war. They'll say when they're an adult, I don't want this constant war, but they're actually the ones who are setting it up. Yeah, I just want to be happy. Why yeah. can't I be happy? Oh, my God. And they, yeah. But they don't see the damage they're doing. We, in child, I don't see the damage my Raymond's doing. We don't see when we're in Sparrow or Dog or any of the personas, you know, in Parrot. In child, we're not, we won't take responsibility for the damaging, damage we're causing. And, you know, Hot Swan is a very powerful masculine neutral persona and in child it does a lot of damage and it actually has to feel the remorse that it's doing it to itself more often than not and then inflicting it on everyone around them yeah highly destructive but very they can be so passionate in ways I actually really like working with lots ones because they've got such a passion oh like they're really whatever they're interested in it's like actually that that rebellious passion against what the stuff that I'm actually <laughs> rebelling against, but they've got the fire and the passion behind them. They have got the fire that the elven swans need and the elven swans have got the heart that the hot swans need. So if you've got swan, you've got one or the other, but you're actually needing to embrace the light of the other side of swan. The merit, That's what has to happen first within you to get back to your fire, which is the life force in elven swan, to get back to your heart and tenderness. Let's just say some light things about the warrior swan here, which is incredibly loyal, faithful, great, um, hard worker, passionate, wonderful mentor, good Samaritan. And when they've learned how to manage these fiery, aggressive outbursts, which are a bit persecuted, paranoid, and really hurt their relationships and working relationships, 
when they've learned to, they're going to feel it. It's like I feel my lion raven. If you've got masculine, you're going to feel this stuff, but it's what you do with it. But they are, I love them as well. I love light swans and they're so authentic and they do call out bullshit really clearly. They know the authentic and they know what's rubbish. And they're trying to pull us back to a simpler life of self. This is both swans, a simpler life, self-sufficiency, living in honour with the seasons, living in honour with the rhythm of life. Get away from all of this consume, consume entitlement. I want this, I'll have this growth, growth, growth. They're not about growth, 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 which is great because our world cannot continue to be consume, consume, consume. They have wisdom and heart. And when you hear a, a swan who's an adult share their words of wisdom, hot swans don't talk a lot either. It, language, words are not their way. Doing is their way. Doing is their way. Actively mentoring and volunteering and being part of rescue services and making a difference in their quiet but not glory-seeking way in any way, shape or form, which is extraordinarily honourable. What they did for the floods and fires that we've had in Australia just recently since the last podcast, Leanne, you know, we were totally overwhelmed and it was all these swans who had their little boats who went out day and night and saved hundreds and hundreds of lives. That is swan. This is their love of community, their love of humanity. You can tell if a swan's in child because they hate people. And you can tell of a swan's in adult because they actually have a love of, of tribe, of community, and, but they're very tribal and they like people who have same values as them and they're very suspicious of everyone who doesn't. So if you're not a swan, they're instantly suspicious of you, I'm afraid to say. Is that not right? It's correct. And you don't need any airs or graces. And if you start I lying. Them. I hate them. Like if you've got airs and graces, you've got your makeup on, Katie, what the fuck's that about? Why do you need to pretend like that? What's wrong with you? Why do you get your hair done? Why don't you leave it natural? Because I like it this way and Swan, it's okay that some people like to, but I'm totally with them about the capitalism, the consuming, the, the dark peacock stuff. I am. Peacock's opposite to Swan. We'll just throw that in there. Okay, so this is the light of swans. Um, what they eat, fitness is really important. Health is really important. It's body, soul, body, soul, honouring the body. They're often very strong physically and very healthy, but, and so they can have the worst diet you know, meat, three veg and tomato sauce and their Coke and their what they love, be be hard hitting on the heavy drinks and smoking, whatever, they, they'll go there because they're rebels. Don't tell me what to do. Who are you to tell me what to do? But they can also then get a passion for organic food and really healthy food and wanting to move away from pharmaceuticals. They'll take all sorts of stuff, but they won't take a Panadol, Leanne, because that's of the pharmaceutical drug industry and I'm not putting that impurity in my body, but I'll drink whiskey and have a few bongs and take a little bit of whatever else I like. But I'm not having a Panadol, you know, because I don't believe in it. That's a swan thing, is it not? It is, and it's innate because, you know, all the pharmaceuticals, this is a bit of a swan rant, but Here we go. all the pharmaceuticals are all based in what is provided in nature. I'm not saying it's a good substitute. Sometimes you need medications for first aid, but it's another misappropriation of what we have in nature. There we go. Like it's such an insult to me. And I feel like this is a really bad excuse, but you know, in communities, corroborees, I don't know what you'd call it, like alcohol or in spirits, you know, they'd have their whatever, their ferments that would be part of that connection. So it's almost I feel like that's why there's it, it can be easy to go to that substitute rather than something that's been tampered with something that someone that doesn't understand or is just working in pieces and bits like swan is such a holistic 
um, persona. Like we want, we're so interested in the whole being. Don't show us part of something. Like we want to know how everything works. Like it's so connected. Like I'm a little bit triggered in a little way of astrology as well because I feel like all astrologists are babies in this. It's the First Nations that the original astronomers, but not to show us what we're going to do in life, but actually as a whole cosmos. Like it's the holistic view and viewpoint and how we can tend to Mother Earth. Like what is this telling us? Like the Earth was meant to change and grow. The stars, constellations, they grow and change, but they're all in it together. It's not, it's not separate. I, yeah. It's not separate. Like it's all together. So when I go into child and I don't like people, it's actually because I'm so deeply offended and hurt that someone's not walking into their true authentic self. I feel like it's a walking away from the whole cosmos, from the whole planet. We are so necessary. And I understand that now because I will very quickly go into people are shit and people like it's, it's a mistrust that they're not going to or a mistrust that they're going to misuse their powers in this earth not yeah. for what they came here to do and it's a devastation because you have had and lived the evidence of when you are disconnected from heart and soul the cosmos the reading of the planets and the stars in a very sophisticated way in the seasons like extraordinary knowledge that the West hasn't even got to asking the questions yet on the whole. Like it's so far beyond in wisdom. I love that you've pointed this out, Leanne. This is the capacity of swans to go there. And if they've severed connection to soul and spirit, then it can go that I take a lot of substances because I'm trying to get back to the ceremonies and the rituals that brought me home to the soul home where I belong. And I'm not, I don't belong anywhere. I can't find my place. That's why I need my five acres, my land and my 100 acres and, you know, strangers fuck off. We're full um, signs because I'm trying to find my home, my place where I'm safe, where I'm not going to be invaded. But the home, the only home is the soul home and that's connection to tribe, connection to the earth and connection to the cosmos, understanding that that's what you're talking about with I hope I'm getting this right in the holistic and the understanding how it all weaves together. Swans have had evidence of how incredibly moronic the powers that be why imperialist colonialists have been so stupid and blind that you guys don't like people because you can see that we're just destroyers and we don't have the wisdom we're not growing up enough yet to have this wisdom therefore it feels almost don't get your hopes up is a thing for swans don't you only be disappointed don't get your hopes up about anything don't get too excited this is a mantra for swans that aren't because humanity has let you down horrendously horrendously so you've got evidence to say well i hate people they're fucked they're so stupid they're imbeciles about what matters and they're so chasing the vein and what doesn't matter and and they're all words and they don't do anything and they're all lost and they're all but they're all compounding the problem and that breaks your as you said it's soul destroying is that right leanne it, yeah, it, it is utterly soul-destroying because I feel like people are asking the wrong, the wrong questions, or well, not yeah. everyone, but asking the wrong questions, looking in the wrong places. And even now I feel um, awkward or I can't think of the word. Like I feel like I'm walking this fine line because this knowledge isn't mine and this knowledge was passed down to elders and it's like it was, no, you earn this. You're initiated into these communities and 
into the hierarchy. Everyone's got a purpose. But the elders really had their place and the elders, where are they? Like, well, they've been destroyed. They've been... They have been destroyed. I feel like there is such a wealth of connection when we return to the earth. When we return to our season, we, when we return to our home, we can connect in a way that can bring us, bring gifts to this world in our own way. I, I can only speak for myself. I know that all swans came here for their different purposes because they're different um, tribes, different dialects. And and <laughs> the swan one song for Elgin Swan is the sound of silence. And I actually think silence is so necessary. And it's not silence. It's actually listening and it's the spaces in between that give us things. It's not like this is the, the vain part. It's not um, when something's not in purposeful. It's like we don't get to see the whole picture. The spaces in between actually are part of what gives the whole picture and the whole connection. It's not silence. No. It's actually fucking necessary. Well, that's where the richest, that's where all the wisdom is, is in the silence. And masculines, may I speak for myself here, we're so busy achieving, growing, growing, growing. That's growth, profit, get bigger numbers, go, 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 go. Our Western world is frightened of silence, land. It's frightened of the spaces which will tell us who we really are and how unaligned we are and how we're, we're the problem. We're frightened of silence and we're not given silence because also in the beaver neutral world, there's a timetable and you've got to earn money and you've got to work hard to survive and our life is made so that we're constantly like a mouse on a Ferris wheel, run, 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 run. If we stopped and listened and were able to connect with soul and when you're out in nature, you actually can do that. It's suddenly these hidden truths, suddenly what really matters comes to the fore. But our world has been set up in a way to make sure that we don't have that and that was not by accident, it was by design but now with the pandemic we've got mass quiet quitting resignations happening when people are realizing I've just been able to stop and have to work from home or not work at all and start to hear that what on earth was I doing living like that without the pandemic we wouldn't have got this and it's it's like it's another way for swan mother earth to come back and say hey you are so far gone you are so out of balance there's the fire of the rage of that, the floods of the tears of that. There's the destruction. And then there's the virus coming through, the pandemic coming through, which is forcing us to face. There's no place to hide, is there, Leanne, from Swan Truths? No, there's absolutely no place to hide. No matter how rich you are, what you're hiding from, what you're disconnected from, it's this virus like when the settlers came to Australia, when the settlers went to the Amazon, how many First Nations did they kill out from the virus? That it was unnatural because they're so far disconnected from what what the world was ever meant to be. But it's almost like we did have to go that way. But I feel like that is the virus of the modern ages now. It's it's the seasons. The seasons are so far out of time and time. Yeah, because the world is so prosthetic there's so much unna- unnatural things on it like you can't change and grow unnatural yeah and that's I why feel like, like the sorry <laughs> i feel that's why swans want land because we want something that moves and that flows and that's alive like i feel really unnatural this is our family go camping as much as we can we're actually going camping this weekend thank god 
Um, but I need to be around things that are living and breathing, flying. This house is just feels unnatural. I'm grateful for this house. Don't get me wrong. I bloody am. But there's something that dies inside of me every time that I'm in the four walls and there's something that really comes alive in me when I'm connected to the outside world, to the wow. earth. Wow. Oh, you are just, I just love you so much, Leanne. The way you're speaking, it had to be Elvin Son speaking this. It's just stunning. There's a sterility of our fake world where everything is is fake. Like you say, the pharmaceuticals, all the, all the healing things are available in nature in a whole lot of different ways. And uh, swans are very strongly anti-pharmaceutical and the anti-pharmaceutical industry. And I understand why. I tr- totally understand why. And they're, they're threatened by swan knowing and swan healing and swan knowledge because it's all about... We just had, this will be out of date soon, but we just had Liz Truss come in and be Prime Minister for seven weeks. And she is of the mindset, very far right-wing conservative, but very privileged lion peacock um, sensibility. It's really the attitude of the invaders of the colonialists for centuries. And this upper-class aristocracy still have this belief, and that is that they don't believe in climate change. They didn't believe that there was a virus or that that needed attending to. What matters is what they want, and the earth is to be exploited. Take as much from it and make as much from it as you can. Now, it's so dark. It is so repellent because they'll be dead, and there's no sense of care of being custodians of the land and what are we leaving our children, our grandchildren, what are we leaving seven generations down the line? It's just I want it, so therefore I can have it. I'll, I will say this on this podcast. If you want to see a wonderful series on Netflix, White Lotus, series one is done, series two is about to come out. If you're listening to this news, come, go and have a look. It, it describes and shows the ugliness, the vanity, the fakeness. The, it's so artificial. I'm really understanding, Leanne, as we're having this conversation. It is so innately artificial. And is, if it's artificial, like saccharin, then it will not feed us. It will poison us. So anything that is artificial will poison us. And swans are going, can we go back to the authentic, to the real, to harmony? To And we have to wake up quickly. And Mother Earth will kick and scream. She's going to survive. Whether we do is up for debate in, and in what form is up for debate. But coming back here, so elven swans, can I say, if if the hot swans carry the, the shame and guilt and pain and trauma of I was not able to defend our incredibly sophisticated, holistic understanding, spirituality and culture and, and protect my family. Swans are very protective, very protective from the, the white colonialist Europeans then they're angry and they're carrying that. What do the elven swans carry? The elven swans are carrying, the cold swans are carrying the feminine grief. White masters would move in and if they found an attractive Indigenous person, they'd just take them. They could be a sex slave. They would just rape them. They didn't have value. They didn't have feelings. They were not real human beings. They could just have them. And the, and the male partner, the men of the tribe, were supposed to just let this happen and be okay with it because the white... Master, and this is what White Lotus shows really brilliantly in, in a funny but incredibly incisive commentary on our time. And we need this message to come out in all forms 
in music, in film, in series, in books, in this work. In it has to come out in hundreds of ways to get the message through, but it is. It's coming through, which is really actually very exciting. So the elven swans, and I'll get to why it's elven in a moment as well. Don't let me forget that. The elven swans are carrying the grief of the women, the females of the Indigenous tribes. And I say any gender can carry that. And what happens for them is they were the stolen children or they had their children stolen from them. They were raped. Women were just there as sex vessels and they had their children taken from them. Part of how the white rulers maintained their power was to make sure community did not form. So they would separate the fathers from their families and they would have to go and work in chain gangs or whatever. And this trauma is still applied today and lived out, Leanne, in that hot swans are very loyal to their mates, incredibly loyal to their mates and their men and their, the guys that they are on the rescue services with or the fire brigade or their footy teams or their whatever they do. They'll sacrifice everything and work together as a team incredibly. But they'll go and work FIFO, fly in, fly out and be away a lot because they're unconsciously just living that pattern and they don't know how to reintegrate with the feminine in themselves and with their families because they were deliberately separated. They were not allowed to tell stories. They were not allowed to speak their own language. They were not allowed to sing their own songs. They were not allowed to learn to read and write. Everything that could be done to rape and take away their culture, their language, they were to be wiped clean of all that they were and told to emulate very badly, become like the whites, like the West. And they're still rebelling to this day in some form or another and trying to find their way home, but they don't know how. And this is in all colours now across the world. Um, so the, the elven swans, which is actually, think of Lord of the Rings. It's like Scandinavian, which is a very neutral country. Elven swans are neutral feminine. But they're really, when they're an adult elder, they're powerfully of Mother Earth, sacred feminine. But they're often just lost in the neutral where they've gone numb. They've got this everlasting depression that they carry with them everywhere they go. They're cold, they're aloof, they're shut down, they're numb, they're deadened. They can't see the point. They can't see the point of speaking. They have a cloud of grief, which isn't just about this life or what they've experienced. They're actually carrying the grief of the genocidal rape and the loss of the children. That is an extremely heavy karmic burden to be carrying. And this is why they find it so hard and get paralysed and get into existential crisis. And it feels like I need to withdraw. And they're 600 years old in elven mythology and they live in the middle of the forest and they don't fight. They're not fighters like the hot swans. They avoid fighting unless you come to their tree to cut it down and then they can arc up but otherwise they don't. But it feels like I will disconnect. They live to 600 years old. Their adolescence lasts till they're 150. They may have one child. Everything is very, very slow and very, very in harmony with nature. And they love music and they love the beauty of nature and they're a tender soul. But they feel like unconsciously this lifetime. If I lose a child, if I lose... If I, if I have the courage to find my way out of this postnatal depression for a whole race out into living and connecting again and I lose, I won't just die. I don't care about dying. I will disintegrate into a thousand pieces and I will never, ever exist again. And swans know that we are immortal. 
stupid Voldemort didn't have a fucking clue. But we're actually all immortal. He made himself not immortal because he got split into so many pieces he didn't exist. That's the arrogance of the masculine. But swans know we're immortal. But that feels like I'll just exist this lifetime. I'm not going to make connections. I'm going to isolate, which is totally contrary to being in soul alignment, which is I have to come to bring harmony to my tribe and to love and nurture from Mother Earth and bring people back home to Mother Earth and their true place and their true spirituality and their true connection to the cosmos. That's what elven swans came to do. But what happens, nature is their, is their church. What happens is they get stuck in pain and depression and it's too hard. Then swans are not good at school. They don't like learning the Western way because they're body soul. They're not doing the our Western beaver way. They resent it. They're rebellious. They're very, very smart and ingenious in so many ways, but our Western world doesn't see that or acknowledge that or nurture that. So therefore they just feel they just feel lost. There's a lot of elven swans, Leanne, in this latest generation, Generation Z with Sparrow and nightingale and parrot there's an this is the mental illness the depression and the anxiety because i don't know my place and i do not fit into the world as it was yeah very much so it's an insult living in this world now in child i feel it's an insult to who i am and there's no purpose it's that i feel like it's this main thing is coming up a lot but i felt deeply um, I did go to university. I almost failed. Um, I, I was burnt out by learning through the Western way. I just, it, I don't, swans definitely don't learn that way. We learn through things that are purposeful, things that actually are deeply rooted in the why, deeply rooted in something that's going to gift genius or give gift our own genius to us. And it, often it, I feel it's gifted through um, language. I don't feel there's um, a textbook when it comes to First Nations. It's it's yeah. through experience and it's through um, an initiation process through elders and through um, rites of passage, which we have torn from this world. Rites of passage is passing a freaking traumatic test every two years and then brainwashing and killing people in their genius until they can only but be a robot or be sick for two years after you finish high school like they just destroyed and so I felt the pull to just not go to university and just live with my freedom freedom such a big thing like yeah. I just cannot think of anything worse than being trapped or something I've always going to have an exit route which is horrible too it's really not a nice thing to be living in or it's a conscious choice to actually create that freedom within every day. Otherwise, unconsciously, I'm always looking for an exit point. Commitment yeah. is hard because, uh, and also like long-term commitment is hard. <laughs> I find it hard to commit to things with the kids because you know what? There's seasons. Things are different from day to day. I'm not up for a, a rigid structure because that's not how I innately work. We are different from day to day. Don't force me into this non-existent structure within the body so yeah we definitely learn very differently I think it's great to find like I'm grateful I found you Katie because you really helped be that mentor that I was always searching for like it's just not out there no one understands the soul level mechanics or the mechanics of the soul mechanics of 
how to bring the soul to the earth. It's all about how do you kill your soul so you fit into this box. Exactly. Brilliantly, Anne. It's all about killing your soul. And then, of course, swans are particularly, they go hermitish. They, re, they become recluses. They won't play. They won't buy into it. They think the world's fucked. They're not wrong. They think the systems are fucked. But they don't know. That's a painful choice. It's like essential. They don't have a choice about it. But they're still not connected to community and to what they, their gifts that they do have. They're wonderful, creative making with hands and feeding um, growing, these things need to happen and, and mentoring themselves and then mentoring others coming through. A lot of older swans do get to be mentors to others, but it's like on a on a collective, they've got stuck in adolescence because there's been no elder mentoring of swan and we haven't understood it and our school systems definitely haven't understood it. A vocational way forward is often a better way for a swan, just putting that out there. If you've got an owl and a beaver above or even a raven, but you've got an owl and a beaver above your swan, then you you may have found learning you were good at it. This is, these are the contradictions, aren't they, Leanne, within your map yeah. that you can do it, but your, stop, your soul will still fight against that. Movement is just so important. Exercise is vital for every swan to get unstuck, out of the anger, back into the heart for the hot swan out of the paralysis and numbness and deadness and I'm safer not to live, it actually creates constant soul despair crisis and even suicidal thoughts in elven swans. A lot of suicidal stuff can go on for swans because they can't, they're outsiders, they don't belong. They don't speak about their trauma. They don't let themselves go there because they're literally trying to make sure I'm not feeling anything because I feel like if I have one centimetre more of that pain and grief that I'm carrying from swan history, I'll blow into a thousand pieces. So they're actually trying to stay alive, which is really, really important. Swans are trying to stay alive by not living. And then they can go, it's better to not live. It's it's a real big paradox, isn't it? I'm just realising that as we speak. They're trying to stay alive on a soul level by not living in this life, by not connecting and interacting. And and yet they're so, that they actually love and have when they are caring and in, engaging with others, their lives are completely different. But of course, their experience of humanity is you can't trust humanity. Humanity is the virus of our planet. Still destroying, like they did in genocidal times. We're still watching it today. It hasn't ended, it's still going on. And I'm still traumatized by it, is a swan. And but they don't know this, they're just feeling this. And it's like, I will retreat or I'll be angry and defensive and I'll repel people that way or I'll pull so far back that you can't find them. If you live with an elven swan and they're in child and they're there a lot, it's like you're living in winter forever, Leanne. They don't let springtime come. And it's like Demeter when we look at gods and goddesses and it's very, very cold. The loss is so deep of the child and the lost children. They may be a lost child. They can have the separation anxiety of being a lost child child because they were stolen in their trauma, the, the grief of the mother whose children were taken from them. The size of that grief, it and when they shut down to just for their soul to live but not live on earth, it is such a cold, terrible place. And they retreat. This is the elven swan Scandinavian bit. They retreat. 6,000 miles into the forest, nothing reaches them and they make sure of that and that is their default setting but it causes extraordinary soul trauma because you're living as if your child or you were stolen today all the time. So true. 
and it even becomes a weapon actually like you can't touch me I will retreat and that's how I get to control this situation that's and get it. to control not being ambushed that you think you're not going to be ambushed. terrible yeah you think you're not going to be ambushed so they're masters at stonewalling which is a, which for other personas and other ways of being is one of the greatest triggers you could ever do. So you get colder, which will make the hot ones get hotter and will make the feminines feel more abandoned. So it will actually perpetrate abandonment trauma in both masculines and feminines as you dive deeper into dead and neutral. This is the, this is the way that happens. And then if people keep coming at you because they do love you, that we actually really love swans, hot or cold, we actually really love swans because your innate soul connection and goodness, good Samaritan wisdom, we all want to take you out of that pain. We can feel the pain. We're all drawn to go and rescue swans, by the way. there's a. It's like we just feel it around you like it's energy and you, you're all thinking, fuck off, I don't need rescuing. Don't, don't, you don't know anything. You're so stupid. Don't come near me. And we go, I want to take you out of your pain. Like it's a magnet for this to happen, just so you know. Swans, I know you're not wanting it, but that happens. But then if people keep coming, especially if you've got a masculine underneath your neutral, then they will throw the most vicious, cruel lightning bolts and you go, where did that come from? But it's elven swans have that capacity. And what they're saying is back off. I'm going to live as if I'm dead and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yes. I've definitely come a long way and I've got other personas that help lift me out of that. But it's all, it, you don't know you're there. A lot of you the don't time know you're there. I don't no. know I was there. Yeah. You don't know you've made that decision. You don't know you've made that decision. You don't know your history. You don't know that this is the default setting. Can you imagine? I, I'm a mum. I'm a grandmother. You're a mum. Having our child, children taken from us. Like, just imagine that for five seconds. Like, it brings me to tears right now. And you've had that and had to live for the rest of your living days with that. And maybe you've had it multiple times and it's happened right across the entire culture for hundreds of years and you've had what's sacred to you taken, your land, the rivers, the trees, the animals, everything taken and you are expecting us to come forward and say, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a go, we'll love again. Like we've got to have the empathy, Leanne, to know that that pain, there's a reason for this. It's like they, they hold all all the postnatal pain, all that trauma, that lost pain, and so they are totally shut down. They don't know that they're doing it and the effect of bringing ice winter, it's like we're living in a fucking snow, snow everywhere up to the ceiling, we can hardly breathe, it's so cold, it's just, it's so depressive. They don't know that that's what they're doing. For them it's like I've retreated and I'm just, I'll just have my heartbeat here in the cave where no one can find me. But they're living in that trauma. I, but I get it. And to know that, even just to know that's what you're doing unconsciously, but that you're putting yourself and everyone around you in that trauma and re-engagement, movement is the way out, Elvin Swans. Movement, go and chop the wood, go and light the fire, go for a run, go for a walk, go and have a scream out in nature. Put some heavy metal, you know, um, ACDC on. <laughs> That's the corroboree music, the primal drumbeat music that you love. Get back some primal masculine fire. Marry the hot swan in you because they're not actually meant to be separate. When a swan gets to be adult elder, it has integrated its opposite and it is now whole and it is holistic. It's about the whole. So the elven swan has married and allowed 
the masculine to come back and be reintegrated in their being and the hot swan has reintegrated and allowed the heart and the grief to be there and they are now whole and they can get on with what they came to do in life. That is a fucking huge journey and I'm just saying I, if you don't know the history know why you do it unconsciously, it is one of the hardest to move through with that. And, of course, they don't want to come and do the, the work and they don't want to be taught stuff because they don't trust Western education because it lies. It doesn't tell the truth about Indigenous history. And it, all the systems are all innately racist and it doesn't want to partake in that. And I understand that. And yet this language explains, I think, and just even knowing it can start to shift you beyond that. It can make sense and validate your depression, make sense of your reactivity. But you've got to come back to what swans love now. You have to come back to heart, my darlings, because living in soul despair is the most painful way of life there is. It's so painful. And I I look to the elders that are in our communities and their humility and their capacity for healing and for leading from true heart is like none other. And that capacity is in all swans I feel and that's why kids are gravitate towards swans because it's such a safe and seen place but where the pain is is that is seeing ourselves and then allowing other people to see that like that is I think a massive part of the journey as well because it's a refusal to see that light because it's the pain of what was and the pain that will never be and that's my point is if we keep living like I'm under threat, like I was when the white settlers invaded, you won't show us who you are and you will not share your wisdom. And we can't afford for another generation not to have swan wisdom. You're going to have to have extraordinary courage to speak swan truths out. But it, there is a grassroots uprising swans of people speaking about this, you know, river to cottage of growing self-sustainability of health um, there's a shaman in swans, there's a healer in swans, but we've got to heal your heart first and say, I did come to make a contribution to community. I'm going to find what I love and go there in my small way. No one's asking you to parade yourself, go on TikTok and Facebook and do Instagram stories. Oh, I it. No, they, I mean, you can't do it. I totally understand that. But you do need to be connected in a real person-to-person -person way. See, that's, that's artificial. It's a person-to-person -person connection. It's a body-to-body -body connection. And it's about you connecting to your soul and then coming through in your way, in your timing, to connect with others with what you love. That is the key. And there is a way forward with that. And you've got five other personas in your map. The dark swan, like all our, um, our personas, we keep talking about how they can take over the rest of us, Leanne. Swan is definitely true that it can take over the rest of the map and not let the others breathe. Isn't it true? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like it holds on for dear life because it's so terrifying of living thinks everything's going to get ambushed and killed a hot swan terror of what can't be named accurately comes out as anger elven swan terror comes out as depression muteness but it's terror and it's about saying i live in this year oh, oh is that beautiful we have a little baby here so the next generation yeah which i also think is an, think is an elven swan as well um, I just remember something and I forgot what it was. Damn it. Um, yeah, if it comes, it'll come. If it comes, we'll, yeah, we'll wind it up soon. But I think we've done, I'm really excited to do this. I'm very grateful to you. I've learned from you and I have to keep being taught this message because I don't have someone. I've lived with everyone around me had someone, but I didn't. 
And I am the lion peacock. I am the colonialist. That's my history. Tell you what, that's a huge thing for we lions to learn to get in humility, to sit before a swan and say, you lead the way. I'm in service to you. But I swear to, I swear to everyone listening to this, I've got it. I've heard it. It's been many, many horrendous, humiliating, painful lessons. But every lion who has carries this history, we all do. The remorse has to come before we can honour with our actions as well as our words that these are the truths and what Lyon said were important in child, not in, not in adult elder. This is the most important thing. We've got to listen. The swans have to lead us now. But we want you to be whole and we want you to embrace the rest of yourselves, the rest of your maps. What yeah. would you like to say as we finish, Leanne? I, I love I love meeting swans doing this work because, yeah, as we've talked about, you're so needed and your genius is so called for in this time. Our world is fucking dying and there hasn't been a greater time to come to this work and, and move through this. I am so grateful for you, Katie, because it really has brought, it's rekindled the fire. This work really does help me bring back to purpose and and where I can bring it and burst it into this world. And I know it's needed now. Like I can't actually, I'm to the point now, I can't be living in ice world anymore. Like that's how, how much my, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to break open talking about it now, but it's just, there's no going back now that that's an insult to who I was born to be. And I would not be here had I not found this work and this understanding and being able to see myself and witness myself in this way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a privilege to watch your journey. What I'm hearing in you is that you've married the hot swan. That it's now in harmony. You've now got masculine, neutral, feminine within you. The swan is now a whole being in you. Whereas before that what they have to go through first, Elvin Swan, is grief, mute grief. And they've got to, you can't stay there, my darlings. You've got to come out and, and find and have the courage to find heart and purpose. Every one of us who've chosen to be alive in this time, I'm speaking Raven now, but swans know it. Swans know it on a soul level. Every one of us has chosen to be the age we are, that we have, to contribute now to helping Mother Earth to helping the destiny of our life, of our planet. And so you don't stay in child because we've got little Afton there. You are the custodians. We don't own anything, masculines. We are custodians who have a responsibility to preserve, protect and honour with our actions in our own lives, in our own ways and collectively so that the next generations have a, have a life to live and can live what they came to do. So if you are a swan, it has to be now, my darlings. It can't wait till you've done, you know, another lifetime or 20 years' time. It's now. Yeah. And you've and, um, got it here to do it, and we're here to support you with it. We absolutely are. Just one more thing. Sorry, that you just remind me of that I feel like deeply that lives in the swan is the ownership thing. And that ownership to us is actually an understanding. It's not ownership in a in a monetary way. It's actually an understanding and a deeply connected relationship with who we are. So ownership of ourselves, of what we came to bring to the world and an ownership of where that fits in the earth and what we came here to tend to in the earth. To tend. That is ownership. It is not Rupert Murdoch. 
earning and, and owning this land, this business, this corporation, these corporations, these people, these people's minds through social media. That is that dark child lion masculine idea of ownership. What you just said there is the truth. We're having to come back now to adult, aren't we? We have to grow through the pain of learning what real, where we came to tend to the earth in our way. Wow. And we all did in our way. Mm -hmm. I won't be doing it literally with my hands in the dirt. I'll just put that out there. I'm not going camping. <laughs> but I love nature. I love water. I love trees. That's my raven speaking now. But you've all got a way and a path that your soul knows. You all have a path. You all have a purpose, whatever scale, size, whatever it is. It's uniquely you. And to tend to the earth in that way and to community in that way, Leanne, yeah. that's Swan. That's yeah, I agree. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute privilege to listen to you and learn from you today. I hope people have enjoyed this free offering from us. Um, it's If you're interested in the podcast and the persona language, there are the other podcasts available which go through all the other nine in detail as well, and they're equally revealing of what is really underneath. It's the handbook to the human psyche, the persona archetypes of the handbook to the human psyche, and the handbook and the keys to uncovering the uniqueness of your soul and therefore your path. Thank you for joining us. Hope you'll tap in and see us again soon. Bye, Leanne. Thank you. Bye. Thanks to everyone who has listened. If this has piqued your curiosity and you'd like to get an idea of your persona archetypes, we have a wonderful free quiz and lots of free resources at katiedentodd.com. So go there, find out what you might have, and you can go as little or as far as you like to discover who are you really enjoy